apex predator is muted. <laughs> I wonder if he even knows why you're calling him an apex predator. Well, and then you just muted. <laughs> yeah, sorry. No, you're good. You're good. Oh, jeez. He's, he's, so, he was muted. So, Michael, I, I hear you, you tried to sabotage the podcast. <laughs> oh, you left. <laughs> yeah. There right. we go. So, I hear you tried to sabotage the podcast. What are you talking about? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're, trying, you're trying to uh, hypnotize Kevin to sleep. First off, you're sabotaging the podcast by not showing up uh, before 10 o'clock. That's not my fault. Well, I'm sorry. I, my wife and I were watching House of the Dragon, and then I haven't really talked to her much in the past, like, five days, so I can well, Then maybe you should stop driving around with people sucking dick in the back of your car. Oh, jeez. That's on. That's, <laughs> we're recording at this moment, so I feel like yeah. I might have to. Mike, 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 did, Mike, did you hear my lead when you uh, popped on? I said, yes, I'm an Apex Predator. predator. I, I, I didn't get it. All right. Keeps calling well, you a snake. Because you said you were an Apex. Oh. And you're a snake. Okay, so. Jason's the one who said that, not me. So I do have a Shocking. so since Michael brought it up, I do have a funny story, but I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it to the end. So for, <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta listen to the entire oh, shitty great. episode yes. to hear the best story in the world. You do, you do. Yeah. All right, an hour, three hour, three hours from now. So yep. let me start off by saying two a.m. Welcome everybody to the Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast, and in honor of the 25 year anniversary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. The Gimmick Minute Podcast proudly brings to you its new Gimmick Minute Live and Worldwide Champion, the host, Jason Hummel. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love it. That, may would have, that it. probably would have made us pop an hour ago. Yeah, probably. But anyway, so thanks to uh, basically the brawling brutes winning their match against Imperium. Um, that was the only one. That that's, that's the one way different. On. Yeah. Literally we were the same on every other match. Yeah. I was literally I watching, honestly... thinking about it. I'm like, wait, it's not going to matter what happens because we, I think we voted on everything the same except for like one thing. And I couldn't remember what the one thing was. Yep. That was, it. I couldn't either. And I was just, I just was like, ah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the John Moxley of champions for, uh, giving yeah, yep, yep. first three times. So if I, if I had, uh, the camera on, I would proudly display my championship belt, but I'll just leave it hanging because, uh, we, we are, we're, we're zero dark 30 this week. So I, Hey, I don't want to, you know, I know, I know it's late, so I don't want this to be a really long show. Um, you know, we can kind of talk about in a nutshell, extreme rules, I guess, like, um, you I mean, know, here we'll cover the cliff notes. Bray Wyatt returned. Have a good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did uh, you guys see that Sam, did you guys see that Sam Punk sign in the crowd? No, did no. not. Where was it? No, there was not. I just saw uh, it. I just saw it. Uh, <laughs> Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, we're gonna be talking about CM Punk for at least another eight months because that's he's not gonna get fired until his his injury is up. Right. Um, that's uh that's Tony Khan's thing is he doesn't fire people while they're injured. So, so here basically then um 
what uh, what I'd like to say. I, I, I went to Extreme Rules. I was there for the show. I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, from my perspective, being there live, I know sometimes that differs from people who watch it at home. But I got to say, I really liked the show. I thought top to bottom, the card was stacked going in, but I didn't think that it disappointed at all. Uh, the, you know, the edge Finn Balor match was the only one that kind of became predictable because as soon as Beth Phoenix jumped in the ring, I, I knew how that was going to end. Like I was ready oh, dude, for but it. It was beautiful though. It was, I liked the way they did oh, it yeah. and, and Rhea must be doing better because she got physically involved for the first time in a long time. I thought that that moment of them two squaring off in the ring was, was all Rhea and, uh, and Beth squaring off in the ring. I thought was awesome. I got to see like literally Edge and Finn fought in the crowd literally right in front of me, which was which was awesome. I mean, I, words cannot describe how cool of an experience that was. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I and, and I thought Cross and McIntyre delivered a great match. The latter match between Bianca and Bailey was great. I mean, I I, I the one thing I loved about that match is how they both kept trying to go for the title. Like there was, yeah. you know, they, they were trying to climb the ladder and win the match. I thought that was really well done. And, um, and then even though, I mean, the fir- her finisher, her finisher onto the ladder. Oh yeah. For yeah. Her ladder or whatever. Bailey holding it. Like, right. fuck. Yeah. Which, yeah. which if I'm I mean, Bailey, why am I holding the ladder? <laughs> right. That was my thing. Was yeah. Like I was, at first I was going to play into it. Like she was going to use it to her advantage, but then she was holding onto it to hurt herself. I'm like, Bitch, you dumb. No wonder you didn't win. Yeah, I thought she was going to try to reverse it using the ladder and, or something and, like that. And, and, and she played, like, her coming out on Raw last night for her match. Like, I love how she played up, like, it just just her uh, de- demeanor, mm-hmm. like, coming out. Like, yeah. that, that is, like, that's such well, like, even her like, just, awesome character work. And even just her selling the ribs the entire time, too. I mean, she sold that match throughout her entire match on Raw. Yeah, mm-hmm. which was great. I mean, I, I just just kudos to Bailey, man. She's still one of the best. Um, and, and I'm just gonna say, and uh, Cross and Drew was was kind of a disappointment in my eyes. Why is that? Yeah, my, my uh, the finish was just little. screwy, and I don't know. Like, I get what they were trying to do at the beginning, where Cross was like, "Hee hee, I'm not gonna put it on," but like, it just it 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 came off lame instead of like. I don't know. It just didn't land with me. Mm-hmm. I feel like they probably could have done it, like delivered it a little better. Um, like maybe if it would have been a referee, like trying to force it on him and he was like, no, I'm, I'm good. Or just something like that. Or instead of him just like kind of pretending and just like chucking it to side, like he like, I don't know, just kind of dumb. But my, my biggest problem with it was the, the mace spot. Like I, 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 I get, they want to continue the feud, mm-hmm. but I, I was already over it before it begun. Um, and I think the only thing that fun that came from the May spot is the fact that Kyrian accidentally got some of them on himself. And <laughs> while they were trying yeah. to celebrate, like they had to take the camera off him. So she, like Scarlet could wipe oh, yeah. it out of his eyes. He was, he was totally selling it. He was totally selling it too. Like he did get hit uh, with it. And she, I mean, it went everywhere. Like when I, when oh, I watch it, I mean, she, it was like, she literally... didn't let go of that button. No. She was making sure that, that fucking, Drew was never gonna see it. I again. mean, I, I'd be I'd be shocked if people in the front row didn't get hit with it. I mean, it was literally flying everywhere. Um, yeah. But um, no, I see the thing I like about it, and I thought the match, I, from my perspective, I thought the match was pretty good. 
but I do really enjoy the old school kind of Miss Elizabeth and Macho Man thing mm-hmm. that Karrion Cross and Scarlet mm-hmm. have. Like he uses her as a shield. I mean, it's it's very classic, like heel with a man, like he male, he with a female with, 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 valet. Yeah, with with her with with her like involved. Like Miss Elizabeth, like when he Macho Man was a heel, like never got involved. Right, like she she was always like a face. That's why but, she, yes, that's why she had Sherry. Kind of like... Yeah, and then when you know he's a macho king, she had Sherry, and Sherry got involved all the time. So, mm-hmm. but... yeah, which I like. I don't remember. I like that. I just I just didn't like that. That's how the the match ended was with the mace spot. Like it just I don't know. Yeah, it was different. I, I I'll give it to you though. What about you, Kev? Did you like the match? Oh, uh, I mean, I'm I'm pretty much in agreement with Mike. It just it. Not, not that I hate it. It just, I, yeah, I think there could have been maybe oh, yeah, something. The, the, the matchup between the bell and that spot, it was, it was a fine match. It wasn't anything to write home about, but it was, it was, it was decent. It was just the, the beginning yeah. and the end. I didn't like the most. Yeah, and, and the only other thing I was yeah. disappointed in was the Liv and Ronda match. It just seemed like their chemistry for that style of match didn't really work. The other issue that I had with it is I would have preferred if Ronda never actually used a weapon because the whole buildup was her saying, my, I don't need weapons, my fists are weapons, but she sure did use like a strap to like choke live out. She used a bat mm. a couple of times, you know, so at that point I would have, I would have liked to have seen Ronda still win it, but without using the weapons if she was going to win it. While I agree that fucking home runs, home run spot was pretty good. Mm-hmm. No, where she like where Liv like jumped at her and Rada hits her in the the midsection with the bat and then mm-hmm. she just walks through it and looks off into the stands. Yep, yep, that was good. That mm-hmm. was good. I enjoyed that. That was funny. So, but all in all, man, everything the fight pit match to me kind of was what it was. I was surprised Riddle won, even though I think we all picked him to win. But um, I wasn't surprised at all. Like it made sense. Rollins has beaten him every time, so mm-hmm. this was clearly going to be the blow off, so he can go, move on to bigger and better things, like winning Rollins the U.S. Championship, like he did yesterday. Yeah. So. So, and we'll talk about how that happened here in a second. But, but before really before we do that, I mean, the whole thing was led up to the return of Bray Wyatt, and how well was that? Like, I I wasn't sure what to expect. But that blew away all of my expectations on how they did that whole presentation. I will say I'm very sad that the Firefly Funhouse is. I mean, it... but is it though? <sighs> because it could be revived. Like it seemed like maybe it'll it breathe some life into it. It seemed like the way that they were playing it was like, oh, it's been abandoned and it's 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 gone. So that's how I took it. At least I hope I'm wrong. Because that's it, how because the it. the lights it... in the Funhouse flickered when the TV flickered. But go ahead, Kev. It, it it just it's and kind of how they continued it on Raw, mm-hmm. like you know when he came out, he took the mask off. He's like, oh, okay, it's Bray Wyatt, so this is what we're gonna get. We're gonna get Bray Wyatt. Like, I guess my thinking was like, okay, all this stuff that he's done is dead, and here's Bray Wyatt, and what are we gonna get now? Yeah, you know, he's, is it he's, just he's reinventing himself. Him? Is it? Yes, and then last night you had the, you know, vignette like, but with him in the mask, mm-hmm. and what what did he? I can't remember off the top of my head the the main line that came out of that promo. Was um, it was it the we killed the world? Rev, 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 yeah, no, rev, we killed the rev, world. Rev, you rev, did. 
No, it's um Revel in oh something yeah, yeah, something yeah. to do with Rev. So some people were speculating like, could this you know still like I think a lot of people were hoping that it's it's has something to do with the bloodline, mm. and somehow because from what I've heard is that he's probably going to be on SmackDown. He is, mm-hmm. yeah. He he's actually yeah. Okay, they, they um they did say that he was returning on Smack. He's going to be on SmackDown and speaking. Yeah, unlike yeah. the the fucking bullshit on Raw, where like Ray Wyatt returns tonight on Raw, and and then it was like, oh no, we just meant that we're going to show you that he returned and what happened, even though that's why you fucking yeah. tuned in is because you already fucking saw it. Yeah, yeah, but the whole the whole the whole thing was, I mean, I know you didn't see it at first, Jason. I didn't. Mike, did you see it live or did you go back? I went back and watched it. But, like how they did it with like you know Riddle and he's at the stage and they were cutting out and like I was like, huh? So there is nothing, you know what I mean? Like yeah, at, at first, they did like, very NXT this? takeover where like the the copyright <laughs> thing pops up. Yeah, then... yeah, like Gargano and uh, Ciampa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but as, as soon as the lights go out, you you knew right away. You know, at first I thought, okay, we're just gonna get more teasers, but then as soon as you know, we started hearing the whole world in his hands, and you knew right away. Oh, yeah. Um, but there, there's just this, what's great about it is there's still so many places they can go as far as the mystery of. Well, there was also another QR code last night. Yeah, yeah. there was a QR code last night. I didn't scan it and see what it said, but it... yeah, I don't know what it was, but I saw it because I was watching uh... Raw. He said the first, like, reveal, so. reveal in what you are, I think, was the, the promo. Revel, revel, in, revel, what you, revel in what you are. Yeah, yeah, re, yeah. revel in what you are, which a lot of people maybe, you know, does that mean, does that have something to do with Roman Reigns? He said, I used to think that, that the prison in my head was the only place I could truly be free. Revel in what you are. Awesome. <laughs> And he laughed repeatedly. But that's what's, but that's what's, that's what's great about it. Like, they, like, you had all this build up to the return. Now mm-hmm. there's going to be all this build up to, all right, why are you back? Yeah. Why are you back? <laughs> you what know what I mean? They could do? just, they yeah. could. Oh, did we lose him? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, like, I, I did have to go back and, and watch it. From, from my perspective, where my seats were, while my seats were great, we were second row in, like, section 103. So, we were literally right in front of where they taped the pre-show at. You know, I know you guys know this, but anybody listening does, isn't going to know. But uh, I did take a YouTube clip of uh, when Edge and Finn were fighting in the crowd. I also, uh, I also posted, I think, my video of the Bray return. And I also posted the uh, the WrestleMania logo reveal. If you go to YouTube.com, search Gimmick Minute, you'll you'll be able to find all, all three of those videos. But um, now the the um, the reveal though was to me like you know they they teased it early. They teased it a couple of times in the arena, and then you know the promo before I think it was like right before the Finn and Edge match, they showed the white rat, one of the white rabbits in line to get into the to the stadium. Yeah. And you could see them like they were walking in the stadium throughout the day. Like, you know, when you know, I was in the concession line, you could see I saw one walking around. Um, you know, you could see them walking <laughs> just, in the crowd now and again. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm 
I'm just popping at the thing that Mike is still sharing with us on Twitter. <laughs> the rabbit beating up that Oh, yeah, the rabbit beating the fuck out of that guy. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're good. <laughs> so, so you kind of you kind of saw that stuff. The anticipation in the building was like building. Like, like there were We Want Wyatt chants going on in like while we were waiting to get in there's we want Wyatt chance going on throughout the arena anytime any match would kind of hit like a dull point we would get the we want Wyatt chance so it, it was it was definitely coming and then when it looked like they were going to end the show everybody was just kind of stunned like wait what the fuck's going on the show's over he didn't show up because they did they did purposely do this for the live crowd there was a point in time because remember i texted you guys and i said i think Wyatt just went under the ring it was mm-hmm. right before the Finn Balor and Edge match. They were playing something up on the screen. They had already changed the mat out, and they weren't setting anything else up. And then all of a sudden, this big brigade of production people came out, and there was a guy about Wyatt's size who had his face covered that kind of stood out from all the rest of them, and he went, he went to the ring with all of them, but he never came back. And there was also a period of time where the ring apron came up during the the Finn Balor and Edge match, and people were, like, pointing to somebody under the ring. So I think they were trying to swerve the live crowd with that. Mm -hmm. So, you know... um, you know, so everybody was kind of expecting that. So when he never showed up in that match, and then he didn't show up during the fight pit match, everybody was like, "What the fuck? Did they forget? Like, are they not doing this now?" And then when the lights went out, and you heard like the lights went out, and there was like a little bit of excitement. But when you heard the "He's got the whole world, dude," the no, like it was deafening. I couldn't even hear the song. It was so loud. So for all the people that were saying, oh, CM Punk got a bigger pot, like I, I call bullshit on that because that was a much bigger arena and it was, it was, I mean, it may not have been as sustained, but it was a loud, it, it was like a series of loud pops. There was that first uh, initial one. Let's just specify some things for these fucking marks. All right. So, and this is coming from, all. this is coming from the CM Punk mark. So go ahead, Michael. <laughs> so, so, so first of all, one of these men abandoned wrestling for seven years and continually said he'd never come back. One of these men was in his home fucking town. One of these men also stood around and let the chance continue versus a bunch of storytelling going on in the process that people probably stopped cheering to try to keep an eye on what was going on. So please... Tell me more about how one pop was bigger than the other as you go and finger fuck yourself while you read articles about how Larry the dog was saved by Kenny Omega and the Bucks (laughs) are going to come to WWE and Punk's going to get bought out of his contract and and all this bullshit. Yeah. And, and, And also coming from somebody who was in the arena, the perspective, like as fans watching at home you guys had the benefit of the camera peering in on the characters that were spaced throughout the audience. Cause mm-hmm. you know, first they showed Huskus. I couldn't see Huskus. Like a lot of people like were looking around like, huh, what, what, what's going on? And the spotlight, yeah. because there were so many, because there were so many people holding their lights on the spotlights mm-hmm. didn't show up very well. So it was hard to see. Yeah. The only one I actually saw was rambling rabbit because he was to my right 
um, and, and more within an eye shot. Like I couldn't see Abigail at all. And then I saw the fiend. Okay. So I, I did see the fiend. So I saw rambling rabbit and the fiend. That was really about it. What were you saying? And how great was it? How great was it too? That, uh, the Abbey mm-hmm. with, uh, the, the mask did you guys hear about, he did the tribute for, uh, for Brody Lee was, um, that mask that she was wearing was the mask that he wore when he was with the bludgeon brothers oh, and okay. and also also the blue light that surrounded his entrance when he first came into aew remember as the exalted one yeah through like the vignettes with the blue light so those were both tributes he had done on purpose for him that's awesome that's really cool we're, yeah yeah because it's been a, a year now since his passing too right yeah mm-hmm. yeah so uh it, it'll, it'll be two years in december jesus um yeah so yeah so so then there was there was all that stuff that happened and then there was the um you know so everybody kind of like quieted down because they're like what's happening next what's happening next and then it was hard to see too so you didn't know if it was over or not because they would kind of pause in between things. So there was the, the you know, they were showing everybody in the crowd singing the song, but then that stopped and all the lights went back off and then they put the light on the door. And then the door, then they did the whole Firefly Funhouse thing. And then they did the, and so there was a pop for that. There was a pop for the door. And then once the door flew open, there was a pop. But then when Bray stepped through the door with the lantern, is when it really got loud, but then when he took the mask off, I think my eardrums burst. So it was loud as fuck in that arena. <laughs> yeah. The only, the only other... thing that sucked is like watching it on TV. They and Jason, you and I talked about this Sunday. Was the mistiming of blowing out the lantern? Yeah. Yeah. You, you yeah. Got, hey, yeah. Which first thing I noticed when I he mean... did it is like he like it went out right he after went, he blew. Whoo! <laughs> yeah. he, he just got he just got a little too excited that's that's yeah. all um you know whatever you'll have that I, I don't at the end of the day i don't think anybody really cared um the only other thing i was telling kevin that got the pop michael did you see the opening of the show no okay i i if you did not watch the show start to finish go back and just watch the opening just when it starts off the, the actual, not the pre-show, but the no, actual, the actual like opening to the show. Yeah, okay. the eight o'clock opening. Basically, it, it it appears on this little kid in a spelling bee, and Paul Heyman's voice is narrating it, and he goes, "Your word is extreme," and the kid has to spell extreme, but he keeps asking, like, "Will you give it to me in a sentence? Will you give me the um, give me the the adjective, like whatever?" Like he was asking, yeah, and, yeah. and then Paul would like explain them and give him a sentence, and then. He goes, and then the kid goes, place of origin, and Paul goes, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and the place just blew up when he said that. That doesn't surprise me. You couldn't hear it on the like on the TV broadcast. You couldn't hear it, but that probably got the second loudest pop of the night next to Bray Wyatt. <laughs> but it was, but just the way Paul says it though, too, like it, it just. It, and it like set the tone for the whole show, and I thought I thought it was great how they led into it. Um, but, oh, you know what would have been fucking great though? Had the bloodline actually showed up for work, and if Paul would have shown up in his trench coat and hat, and then <laughs> Roman would have been like, "What the fuck are you wearing?" Right. <laughs> yeah, that would have been good. I would have liked that. 
but or yeah, like if Roman or Roman just cut in on the promo, like yeah. hey, I didn't tell you this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah no, what the yeah, fuck yeah. are you doing? So, yeah. so speaking of Roman, how about that tweet? Uh, Tonight we celebrate one of the greatest <laughs> factions of all time. Oh, and DX will be there too. <laughs> yeah, he was just so. I mean, like last night was just so. Like when they came out first, I was like, okay, they're not gonna do anything like with them and like Bray. Mm-hmm. Oh, can, can like, we discuss though the fact that I was eight minutes late to Raw and he was just getting to the ring? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. God, it, it they took so, their sweet but, old like, time. But but Sammy man, he just he just gets better every mm-hmm. week. I don't know that's so over too. And Jay's doing oh. a great job too of of being that kind of that foil. I mean, mm-hmm. he's doing a great job. But yeah, Sammy, to your point, has just been on fire because it, because it it's, it's it's has you wondering. It's like everybody thinks this is leading towards it's like a Sammy Roman match, but like you have the X factor of Jay, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And like, yeah. but like, like Jimmy and Sammy, their shit with the high fives and like, you know, and solo is just such a perfect fit too. Mm-hmm. Um, but like when Sammy interrupted Roman and he was like, <laughs> what the hell are you doing? That's a tribal chief. And he's just like, and Roman's sh- like, Hey, sh- Hey, 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 sh- sh- <laughs> yep. he's like, well, the honorary <laughs> Ouse talk. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I like how he it was, was like, just... make sure my honorary use doesn't lose tonight. <laughs> yeah, but like, but it's oh, just so fuck. smart because it's like it's just such a refresh for the bloodline. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it's just been such it's when you saw it couldn't get any better or the possibility of it like maybe I don't want to say becoming stale but like repetitive and mm-hmm. then you just throw the X factor of Sammy. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been great and Sammy's just done a fantastic job. To your point. And, you know, Raw overall, man, like, I had a friend that hasn't really watched wrestling as much lately text me yesterday and be like, dude, fucking Raw is good again. Triple H is the man. You know, like, somebody that's kind of more of a casual casual watcher. So, you know, when you... When oh, my you're... God, the opening was them. Oh, yeah. I mean, basically <laughs> reliving the presidential promo from... How great was Road Dog too? Like, yeah. He, he booked the match with Miz and Loomis. Yeah. You know, like, you like, do that? Wait, 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 you can book matches? <laughs> I, I mean, I think I can. Here. I just did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my man. God. Yeah, every time That's they were whole... on camera, it was great. It was perfect. Who left all those cocks on your desk? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I mean, so good. And 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 I and I was fine with the ending. You know what I mean? Like that was like that, that was pretty. You know, what I mean, it wasn't over the top. They got their stuff in, and um, and then that was it. You know, I was actually pretty fine with. Sure, with I will that. say you this: know, it, it wasn't long. It wasn't long winded. I kind of wish that they would have done that at the like nine o'clock hour instead or something because I feel like the end of the Sami Zayn riddle match, like with their reactions to Sami losing and everything, would have been a better way to go off the air. Yeah, I thought they did go off the air like that. Wasn't that no, the I, last? Match? I know the last thing no, was DX, DX, oh, DX was the last thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, you're probably right. I mean, it, it it definitely, but at the same time, though, it didn't really take away, you know, because a lot of times if you do things at the beginning, then it sets up some sort of weird-ass storyline throughout the entire night, 
And I, I think the, just the way that they did it, just to kind of send the crowd home happy, I guess, was was fine. I, I don't know. I guess I you know. could go I, I, either it's, way it's with it. It's a Costanza moment. You got to, you know, walk off stage when high note, and that would have been their high note. And I, I feel like yeah. it just, it didn't, like you said, it didn't really diminish it, but I feel like it just, it would have been a better way to go off the air. No, I, I hear you. I, I think you, I think you, you're probably right on there. Um, but I, I mean, overall, it, it's it was still a really good show, and just the, you know, Brock Lesnar coming back randomly out of nowhere. Oh my and, god! And, and beating you know, up fucking Bobby Lashley, yeah, causing him to lose the U.S. title. Which I, I yeah, and I kind of I saw that earlier in the day about Lesnar was going to be back to set up something for Crown Jewel. I didn't know it was yeah. Bobby Lashley, and then I knew and I knew I'm about the Good Brothers. Yeah, yeah, and I knew about the Good Brothers. Yeah, I saw some some things pop up saying the Good Brothers are returning to WWE, and I'm just like, this is speculation because I knew that um, Anderson was still involved with New Japan because yeah, he's, he's one of the champions. Yeah, he's, he's still one of the champions. He's the uh, yeah, he's the um, what is it, the, the open the weight? Never, never open? it's never, yeah. never, yeah. never, yeah, never, yeah, never open weight champion. Yeah, which uh, is an affiliate of New Japan. Well, that means he's yeah. probably never going to have to defend it, so it doesn't matter. I, well, I think he's day, got to uh, get it because it's never open weight. He'll never defend that. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, I heard from the day that apparently they're going to let him go and like finish things up over there and so he can drop the belt to somebody. Yeah. Triple H doesn't seem to like be the one to care about stuff like that either, uh, you know, but. And and I think it's like... the good brothers. I think I don't think he's going to be like fucking heartbroken if, if they lose in another promotion. Right. You know, it's yeah. it's kind of funny too. Like you know, the the whole storyline with with Finn and AJ seemed like it was so obviously heading in that direction, but mm-hmm. then at the same time, you didn't almost you didn't really see it coming until it actually happened. And you're like, holy shit! So I I thought that was kind of cool that they came back. Um, so yeah, I mean, just overall, I thought the show was a lot of fun, and uh, I'm really excited I, I think, for SmackDown I think, I think to hear what Bray has to say. And I think in the past few weeks or whatever, especially with the announcement of War Games, like I think that's what I, I'm just like looking forward to most. Next was it, it, there, there's so many ways they can go with what the War Games matches are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you know, like I, I know I speculated the whole thing with Judgment Day and the others. Like, and, and you're right, Mike. Like, how how are you gonna do inter intergender? I guess. <laughs> Yeah. War games, man. I, unless unless you had both women come in like at the same time at the end or something like that, yeah, or, we don't or they just both, or they, or, or they just say, Rhea "Hey, fucking kick someone's ass," so yeah. it doesn't matter. Well, that's but... what I'm saying. Or, or they just say, "Hey, fucking, we're we're back to TV 14. The women can fight the men, and <laughs> you know, well, it's pay per view. So pay per view is technically TV 14 and or unrated. I don't know. Yeah. It's not it's not the same as as Raw and SmackDown. Like, granted, I will say I thought it was funny. Um, fuck, what was it? Was it was it last night? I think it was last night. The fans were chanting "Holy shit" about something, and they bleeped you know, out. It, the fans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then they bleeped that when they did the replay of the Wyatt thing. They bleeped it out too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So I and was then, I was definitely Brian, I was definitely too. I was definitely <laughs> yeah I was definitely one of those people chanting "Holy shit." during the the Wyatt thing so <laughs> I can I, I help contribute to those beeps for sure but 
Dude, I, I don't know. Like overall, it was it was a good weekend for wrestling. Um, you know, AW. I don't know. Was there anything notable that we need to talk about on uh, AW before we Moxley close out? lost his GW whatever that fucking bullshit with the pizza cutter dude. He lost that belt to him um, because the firm beat his ass and the, and then left him there to be pinned. Oh, the GCW championship. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it, was, okay. it was career versus belt with, with him and Nick Gage. Uh, okay. And they're trying to, how to do it because in the past, Tony Khan wouldn't let his champions get pinned in other promotions. So they had the fir- like had it set up where the firm showed up, attacked him, and then Nick Gage pinned him and won it. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. The, the only other thing notable was the MJF uh, Wheeler Yuta match it was a pretty good match. Yes. And yeah. the in the end of that, where where yeah, like he seemed like he was gonna like be respectable to him, and then like got pissed off when they attacked him. Yeah, that was yeah. interesting. That was different. That was definitely Which, different. Also, I fucking saw Jericho's fucking arrogant piece of shit ass in an interview at oh, some. Boy thing he like talked to, he said he said he talked to mjf when he was away and he's like listen when you come back whether you like it or not you're gonna be a baby face like these people are going to cheer you no matter what you do and he's like i don't want to be a baby face and he's like it's okay it's easy i'll show you how to do it i'm like fuck off jerk next year <laughs> that, that him calling tony khan a fucking mark on tv six times was your idea too like right. jesus christ right. like right. you don't have to be the inventor of everything ever in wrestling um, he is the inventor of everything every, in wrestling. That needs to be his next gimmick since he's fucking just changing the, the socks. I'm the adventure. The baby face. The baby face. The, <laughs> <laughs> the architect is taken, so he can't be that. No, no wonder why but when I no wonder why when I texted you this morning and said if you wanted the pain maker Jericho figure that you're like ew no. <laughs> <laughs> Well, one, I already have a Jericho figure. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm keeping it to begin with, but uh, I also just – right now the only figures I'm looking for is the uh, new MGF and Wardlow, and then going to get the Adam Cole figure when it comes out. That's, Baby. That's really all I got because I I do want to – I want to get the exclusive Luchasaurus because it's him in the white gear and as a placeholder until we get the all-black version. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm going to try to make it so my my wrestling collection is only like a handful of figures, so it doesn't get out of hand. Because you know I've got Punk, I've got Sting, I've got Jericho, Luchasaurus, MJF. Like I'm like I don't need all these. So let me narrow it down to five. <laughs> all right, sounds good. All right, cool. Well, um, so basically the. Three of the five most interesting things about AEW happened outside of AEW, not on their TV there, oh, there, Technically, <laughs> there was a sign in the crowd of Dynamite that said, Tony Khan, maybe get an HR rep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, that's awesome. So, I mean, that happened during AEW. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I think the whole funny thing, too, you hear, you hear about the whole Tony Khan wanting to be Booker of the Year. Oh, God. Bullshit. He said he's gunning for it, like, hard. I'm like, dude. Like, Triple H in the oh. last, like, three weeks has already won Booker of the Year. So, <laughs> in, in Tony's defense, half his, his stars were injured, and then they – a couple of them came back, and then they got in a scuffle in the back and got suspended. So, like – he hasn't had a lot to book with, but but no. you but you also have to um, 
you know, Triple H doesn't give a fuck about winning Booker of the Year. Yeah, Triple H. <laughs> no, it's like, I'll buy your pissant fucking Booker of the like, Year award. If that's yeah. something that if 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 somebody were to ask him that question, he would just be like, "What, what the what what is that? Like, why?" Yeah. He's like, I, I don't I don't buy indie magazines. Yeah, I'm not yeah. I'm not here for that. Like, that's and that's the thing. Like, maybe maybe he's trying to like put that publication over you know with a friendship or something like that like I, maybe he was just trying to do it's fucking the dave Meltzer's fucking stupid award like you think yeah. triple h gets like, no, nobody it, nobody yeah. cares like, i mean it's no. it's, I mean, I mean, it's I, such I, a subjective like i don't know i i get it. i feel like technically speaking if this was 30 40 years ago when Vince first, you know, was at it, he'd want the clout of being called Booker of the Year or some bullshit so he could use it as his character and fucking talk about it on TV. But, like, at the same time, who gives a shit? Like, it's a cool thing to get recognized, but to be like, I'm gunning for it. Like, bro, just make your TV good. Right. Like, right now it's not doing yeah. great. How about you worry God. about what's going on in your locker room because you have Dude, people punching yeah. each other on a weekly fucking basis? Like maybe they get that shit under control. <laughs> like get that yeah, under control. And you, then you worry about Booker people that year. you have people like Andrade and others now that like want out. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like yeah. so, Which but, I mean like that all like before. Oh, that's another thing we didn't talk about the fact that Andrade got kicked out of Dynamite because he. Like, or he, he got, got to a fight, fight with Sammy, Sammy. Yeah. but Sammy mm-hmm. didn't throw any punches, so he got to fucking main event the show and win. It's so funny to me that this is the second fight that Sammy Guevara has caused, but has suffered mm-hmm. little to no like blowback yeah. at all. It's it's like so he can instigate it, but as long as he doesn't throw a punch, he's fine. Right, like, he can piss mo- everybody off. Right. It's it's, it's also hilarious because he tweets about like, oh, I can't stand all the drama, blah blah blah. I'm like, bitch, you are the drama. Yeah. Like, literally, are like the most like shady ass click bitch ever because he, he's just like trying to start all this shit to get people sent home and he's like why well, didn't throw a punch so i i don't you know get in trouble yeah like he, like that's that's i fucking hate him yeah. um but yeah and then apparently before that like andrade was both sammy and andrade were separately brought into like tony's office or something beforehand like before the show started and they're both told like you better there's no fighting tonight i've got extra security blah 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 no fighting and they told andrade that this will not get you fired so if you don't so don't do it it's not going to get what you want um what else have you sit at home and andrade fucking waited and did it anyway yeah he apparently would rather sit at home than work there i mean I, yeah, that's the case yeah, and that's fair. i mean they're not really like using him they haven't used him well at all and yeah. you know his I, I don't know. It, you know, it, it's it's unfortunate. Like, there's a lot of guys. And, you know, Brian Cage finally got a match for the first time, but it was against Wardlow. That's a, a no-fucking-win situation for him. Like, mm-hmm. that's, the you know, you're, you're bringing this guy who honestly should have been booked very similar to Wardlow that is bigger than Wardlow, and you're just going to put him in a cold match against the guy, have him get beat, in a pretty decisive, I mean, it was a it was a back and forth match for a little bit, but anytime you got a guy power bombing you like four times when you're a guy that size, it's I mean, it's 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 it, it did nothing for Brian Cage. It was not a it was a no win situation for that guy, and they bounced him around from faction to faction to faction, and they have all these different little factions popping up, but they just don't have TV time for all of them. They finally got FTR back on TV, but they had to like call Tony out publicly to make that happen. 
It's like, yeah. you know, he just, he has so, he, the, I think part of his problem is he has too much talent. Secondly, he's booking all of these shows by himself, which even, even at the infancy of WWE, Vince had Pat and Bruce to like bounce ideas off of and, and help build the shows. It, it mm-hmm. wasn't just Vince by himself at any point in time. He always had somebody to kind of keep him in check or come up with different ideas, or he took ideas from other people and implemented them and stuff like that. He might've had final say over everything, but then at the same time, he also had people running their talent relations that had a backbone. Cause the problem is like he could put Tony Schiavone in charge. He could put fucking the big show in charge, but if he puts these people in charge and he doesn't listen to them or back them when they make a decision, then what's the point of even putting him in charge? Like he, Eric Bischoff actually brought this up. Like he hasn't, he doesn't delegate. He needs to learn how to delegate responsibilities and put people in position. And then he has to back the people that he puts in those positions in order for it to be successful. Because right now there is no culture in AEW other than the talent can basically do whatever they want. Yeah. And get in fights with each other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, but yeah, anyway. All right. Well, uh, do you want to hear story time with, uh, with Jason Hummel, baby? <laughs> yeah, let's fucking go. Uh, so this is for Kevin and anybody else listening. So, um, you know, a little backstory, like my daughter started doing this dance class, which, you know, involved me having to pay a lot more money. So I, um, I started doing like Uber eats deliveries to, to make some extra money to help kind of pay for, for some bills and stuff like that. Um, a, a, a couple of weeks ago, I had applied to actually be like an Uber driver and like pick up people. Um, and the background check went through and all this other stuff went through. All I had to do was upload my vehicle registration. So I did. So while I was in the middle of doing food deliveries, all of a sudden it popped up like, hey, you can pick up people now. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll try it. Right. So I pick up one lady and drive her from point A to point B. Very nice conversation. You know, it was her birthday, whatever. We, we had, you know, we, we just kind of chit chatted, small talk back and forth the whole drive. The next person I picked up was a younger girl, um, really quiet, didn't talk at all. No problem, whatever. She had her headphones in, took her where she needed to go. Then I was like, all right, I'm going to do one more, and then I'm going to head home. And I got a pickup that was about 15 minutes away at an IHOP. And it was uh, one guy and two girls. And the first thing that happened when they opened the door was the guy sat in my car and goes, I'm lit, like basically saying he was hammered, right? And the girls started kind of giggling and laughing. And she's like, this is my uncle. He's my favorite uncle. And she's like, yeah, these are my nieces, but they're not drinking at night. They're too young or something like that. I was like, well, obviously this dude is not her uncle unless it's like an Eddie Chavo situation, which I guess is possible. But just, just given yeah, younger like, brother, you could tell that they're, you could tell that they were just fucking joking around and being stupid. Right. I felt a little uncomfortable this entire ride because it just, I don't know. Something about him seemed off. Sometimes when people are very loud and chatty, it kind of makes me think that they're up to something. And this person was very loud and chatty like that. So at some point during the drive, they asked me to stop at another location before taking them to their destination. And I was a little uneasy about it. And I was like, well, you know, let's, let's kind of see when we, we get up there, you know, I, I want to see what this place is, blah, blah, blah. I didn't commit to anything. Right. So as we're driving, 
um, you know, so they were seated. The one girl was on the left, but the driver's side, there was another girl in the middle. And then the guy was on the passenger side in the back. So as we're driving, I start hearing some like sounds, some like slurpy sounds. And I look in my rearview mirror and the girl in the middle's head is in the lap of the guy to my right. And it's moving up and down and I'm starting to hear more slurpy sounds. And I look, I was like, this bitch is giving this dude a blowjob in the back of my fucking car. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> so, so I, you know, seeing this is going on now, this is the type of person, you know, first of all, the way the guy was talking the entire time made me feel uncomfortable. He was the type of person that I didn't really trust. And I was trying not to like piss off because I'm trying to like not get into like a fight or anything or I'm trying to make it home to my kids, right? So I casually was like, hey, look, I can take you guys to the drive-thru you want to go to and drop you off there, or I could drop you off at your destination. It's your choice. But either way, I need to drop you off one of these two places quickly. And they're like, oh, just take us to our destination. And then they're like, well, what if we add on? And I was like, nope, I'm taking you to your destination. I was like, listen, I got kids that sit in that back seat, and whatever's going on back there like needs to stop because this is this is a little weird. So the girl goes, you know, he's not my uncle, right? Yes, I am. I am aware that he is not actually your uncle. I am fully aware of that. And then dude was like, well, I don't even have my pants down. I'm like, that doesn't fucking matter. Your dick is still out in the back of my car. Like, why, why does it matter if your pants are down? So this dude is like pissed now, right? So I get, to, I get them to their place and... He's like, pull around back. That door's broken. I was like, ah, fuck. So I kind of pull into the road, though. And I, I go into the road, and I pull up to the curb. And I'm like kind of, you know, over there. And then he gets out. They get out. And he goes to shut the door. And he goes, nah, this bitch can shut the door. You fag. He basically called me a, um, an, uh, man, how's a, a, a gay derogatory term and the N-word. And then... um and then luckily the one of the girls from the other side cuz i think she get like she was like i understand what's going on here and i'm sorry that this dude's being you know fucking crazy so she shut the door for me and i just got the fuck out of there but it was one of the most awkward and weirdest experiences in my life and i will probably never <laughs> do another uber pickup for a person again unless it's like in broad daylight <laughs> So what you're saying, it was not a five-star review. <laughs> it was not. No. <laughs> no, not a five-star review. And I, you know, I rated them poorly and I left some comments with Uber about now, what I now, witnessed. <laughs> now, if you were driving them in the Tokyo Dome. <laughs> <laughs> if I, if I was driving, if I was driving them in a car that was not mine, that maybe I rented in Tokyo that my kids didn't, you know, sit in when they get in it, then yeah, I probably would have been okay with what was going on in the backseat. Like, I don't really give a fuck, but you're in my vehicle. Like, don't, don't disrespect me like that. Like that is, first of all, that's fucking ballsy to do. Pardon the pun. Like usually you think if you're going (laughs) to do that, you're going to be like, Hey man, if I, if I give you like an extra tip, you, you cool with this? Like you don't yeah, you don't just cool. fucking my, be well, like let me just let my dick out and have her start <laughs> yeah. sucking it. Like yeah, yeah. if I give yeah. you an extra tip, it's okay if my tip is out. Yeah. 
I mean, it took me a minute to like even comprehend what was going on because I was she like, she just nah, got too aggressive. If she no would have fucking, if she would have fucking quit slurping so goddamn loud, he would have fucking got off, and you would have never known. Yeah, I mean, she was slurping pretty damn loud. Like it was pretty damn obvious. Like that's for sure. And she was like so like, uh, uh, oh oh oh, like. I didn't say like specifically to stop. Like I made it known that I knew what, like I made I made it known that I knew what was going on and I wasn't cool with it. But I didn't actually like say those words. I just conveyed it with what I did say. I kind of danced around the issue because, like I said, I was trying to not get assaulted because I kind of felt like that were that's where this could have gone if I handled it the wrong way. Because there's a couple times you assaulted you and made you finish his blowjob. There was a couple times. <laughs> oh, in, Jesus. There's a couple times uh, in the draw. No, nah, I mean, the the dude was not a very big guy. Like unless he unless he had a weapon on him, which was oh, one I think of, about his penis. No, <laughs> unless he had a unless he had a weapon on him that wasn't his dick. Oh god! Unless he had a weapon on him that wasn't his dick, then I. I, I was fully prepared to hold like hold my own, but well, there's the title of the show. Let's see a weapon on that yeah. wasn't his dick. Yeah, mind mind you, this is all happening on while Jason has one hand on the steering wheel. <laughs> no, <laughs> I was I was too angry to be turned on, but um, Man. No, it, it was. It I'll was... tell you what, I'll tell you what, folks. Taxi cab confessions got nothing on that fucking story. <laughs> <laughs> There's the title. This the this is, yeah, this you, is, should, you should post that story on Am I the Assholes Reddit. Yeah. No, right? I think I think I, I think we should change it to uh, Gimmick Minute Confessions. Gimmick Minute Confessions. <laughs> there you go. Oh man, the well, question was was his gimmick a minute? Uh, 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 well hey uh now you heard the story thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of the show you can catch us on all your favorite podcast platforms like apple spotify stitcher yeah. Castbox, google podcast spotify apple and more in addition to that you can tweet at us at live your gimmick that's the at symbol followed by l-i-v-y-o-u-r-g-i-m-m-i-c-k are, are you sure that wasn't are you sure you're not sucking that dick i would say are you sure you're not Use that for one of your Uber Eats deliveries. <laughs> Tune in uh, next week, folks, to see what fucking crazy shit happens to Jason this week. Yeah, right. Oh, All right. So, yeah, thank you guys again for listening. Michael, you got anything that you want to plug? While I want to plug things just like that guy was. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't get over the. <laughs> sound effects. Uh, so. Sound effects. YouTube.com forward slash my toy affair, where we've got weekly reviews, and the weekly podcasts, and the replay of our live stream. Um, come check out this week, Wednesday night, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time twitch.tv forward slash modern toy fair where i will be discussing my experience as an uber driver and you can hear all the, <laughs> the interesting stories i have uh, uh, go buy some t-shirts uh <laughs> t-book.com search gimmick minute or modern toy fair and then instagram twitter and tiktok at modern toy fair i think we need a gimmick minute confessions t-shirt oh my we need a gimmick minute slurp 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 t-shirt <laughs> oh my god all right hey thanks again for listening to this week's episode for michael and kevin my name is jason reminding all of the smarks out there to be a fan but always live your gimmick goodbye everybody uncle 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 <laughs> uncle, uncle. you know he's not my uncle right <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>